where we discuss and create a space to heal from religious trauma. Hi friends, welcome back to Short Skirts and Along Scripture. I'm Cass. And I'm Hannah. What are we talking about today, Cass? We are talking about homeschooling versus public schooling. What we were taught the things we were led to believe, what our experiences were, all of the above, plus more. Take us away. So Cass and I have very different experiences with our schooling growing up. I was homeschooled for almost my entire education time. And then I had a brief, quote unquote, public school time. We'll get into why that's quote Mm -hmm. uh, later. Cass, what was your experience? I was in public school from kindergarten to fifth grade until I was pulled out with my brother. Um, And then I was homeschooled from sixth grade until I graduated high school. Did the homeschooling coincide with you joining the uh, Christian community we were part of? So initially it did not. Um, So no, originally it did not. It was just a parent decision. So let's talk about some of the things that we were taught about homeschoolers versus public schoolers. So like when we were in our younger er eras, Mm -hmm. I was going to have been homeschooled. You would have been public schooled. Yes. Did you have a specific societal perspective of what homeschoolers were like? I didn't know that that was a thing. Okay. I Okay, so I knew kids in our old church before we joined the cult were homeschooled, but I didn't really understand what that meant. They just stayed home and did school. Okay. That's what it meant. I really didn't understand what the whole homeschooling concept meant. I just knew that they didn't go to public school, and that's really where my train of thought ended. What are some basic things that non-homeschoolers believe or think about homeschoolers? Oh boy. Okay, so from personal experience of talking to different people throughout the many years, the most stereotypical takeaway for non-homeschoolers on what homeschoolers are like and kind of what they do is that they... Just stay home every day. They learn from their books. Um, they don't leave their house. They bake bread and um, specifically bread, specifically though, like homemade bread, bread and cookies. <laughs> and they live a very kind of Laura Ingalls esque life, I suppose. They think that most homeschoolers are kind of they're dumb, they're awkward, they're mm-hmm. antisocial. Um, they're religious mm-hmm. probably most of the time. Usually they think that. Um, and that they are socially awkward to the point of not being able to function outside of their house or their family unit. Yeah, I can already see some things where, oh yeah, I know where that stereotype comes mm-hmm. from. <laughs> from being homeschooled most of my life. Yeah. <laughs> But some of those things are not accurate at all. So we're going to talk about that a little bit. Yes. Let's break down that stereotype because while that might be a small (laughs) percentage of homeschoolers, Mm -hmm. that is not the vast majority of homeschoolers. Yeah. Shockingly, I've met many homeschoolers that are not even from religious families, which is one of the big things that people think about homeschoolers is that they're from religious families. 
Do you want to talk about why your family decided to switch to homeschooling? It was kind of a mix of, I suppose, religion, maybe. My mom, the way she tells this story is that she couldn't sleep for two weeks because God was telling her to do something, um, which was to pull her kids out of public school. At that point, my brother was in third grade. And there was some really shitty, not okay things happening in the public school system to him in third grade that the school was not taking care of. And I don't think it's because of anything on them. I think it's because they literally couldn't. Public school systems have their hands tied in a vast majority of ways that I don't think parents understand. So she had this whole calling from God or whatever to pull the kids out and homeschool us and everything. And so I had just finished fifth grade My brother had just finished third. We got pulled out and started being homeschooled. I was pissed because they had just built a brand new middle school. So you were excited to go. I was kind of excited to go kind of restart myself because I had lost every single friend I had in grade school by that point at the end of fifth grade. I was kind of looking forward to a new start, I guess, and I got a completely different start of the one I thought I was going to get. (laughs) So Really, though? That's a drastic change. Yeah, it was. And then being homeschooled, of course, made me lose a whole different group of friends, and I struggled from literal scratch. So it was an interesting time in my life. So yeah, I hated it and dragged my feet and didn't want to do it for probably good three years at the start of my homeschooling experience. And then I kind of got into it because I was like, you know what? This isn't bad. I don't have to get up at an ungodly time and put on real clothes. I can get all of my (laughs) shit done in three and a half hours and then do Mm -hmm. whatever I want the rest of the day. And most of the time, (laughs) the stuff that I wanted to do for the rest of the day was kind of considered extracurricular learning anyways. Right. Sewing, I was creating things, I was reading, I was drawing, I was Mm -hmm. fostering those other interests that most of the time if you're in public school, you don't ever have time for. Okay. What about your experience? (laughs) What led you to this homeschooling (laughs) realm as a child? I'm pretty sure I was homeschooled my entire life. There was a brief time when I was really, really, really young where I was in public school for a minute. But the only thing I remember from that is my mom handmade me this really cool school bag to hold my books. And literally that's my only memory is like, ooh, I have a cool school bag for all of my books. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Because, you know, Hannah only cares about academics. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So then I was pretty much homeschooled for my entire life until the last couple years of my high school. My family had moved back to Alaska and we were in this tiny little bush town with a school of total, I believe we had 10 children at the max. And um, I forgot it was that six of them were in my family. Mm -hmm. So it really didn't feel like public school. It felt like homeschooling with extra kids yeah i mean it also probably didn't help that my dad was the teacher Mm -hmm. and my mom was the other teacher and the lunch lady so literally just felt like we were homeschooling just running the town over there (laughs) so i don't feel like i really had a public school experience yeah the one time i went to a high school dance my brother took me so I don't even really know what high school That's kids attractive. do at home school that dances. <laughs> That's okay. I don't either. Yeah, because you 
got pulled out of public school before you even got there. <laughs> I didn't even get a locker. I didn't get anything. <laughs> Which is fine I, because right now, I mean, looking back at it and hearing other people's experience that went to only public school and they're like, oh, yeah, we did this, that, or the other thing. Yeah, that didn't seem like I would have enjoyed that anyways. So you know what? I am <laughs> I don't okay like with my experience. <laughs> okay, this leads me to our next point that we wanted to talk about some of the advantage and disadvantages we feel mm-hmm. from homeschooling or our public schooling experiences. So I think advantages to homeschooling, being able to specially create your subject matter for your child. Yeah, like individually it, tailored yes. curriculums per kid. Yes. Yeah, okay. So what my mom used to do is she would take a, an interest of ours, um, and they call this delight-directed learning, where you take something that your child enjoys and you base a curriculum around that. Because here's the thing, if they're interested in it, they're may, way more um, likely to stay engaged throughout it if it's something that they already want to know about or like. Right. So my mom took Laura Ingalls Wilder for me and made an entire curriculum out of it. My brother loved Genghis Khan and the Mongols at that time, so she made an entire curriculum about that. It might have been minus a little bit of math and maybe some science, but it had everything else in there. And we would do that. So the individualization that you're able to do for your children and their learning experiences, I think is really awesome not saying that they aren't going to learn all of the other generic shit that you learn about you know american history and different wars and crap like that but this is when kids are younger a different way to um engage them in learning i would definitely pipe in and agree with you about the uh ability to individualize curriculum um, as someone who works in public school now, and I work in a lot of, I think they call them resource rooms, yes, which is where kids that are behind in a subject or struggling in a subject are supposed to go to get the help to catch up. Mm-hmm. In public schooling, you just start out where you are, yeah, and we just get and they you just get up to par. Eventually, mm-hmm. you're not like forced to be here, else you skip a grade, right? So I would say that was something I remember because some of my siblings, including myself, struggled with certain subjects and it was really hard for us. Like I struggled a lot in math. Mm -hmm. So I would have the opportunity to get one-on-one help from my teacher, who was usually my mom, Mm -hmm. and I would be allowed to have more time to practice certain things that I was bad at so that I could get up to par. Yeah. I would say another thing on individualization of curriculum for kids too is because we were homeschooled we didn't necessarily go by the rigid standard that the public schools do of what you have to learn before you graduate high school Mm -hmm. for kids who were good at math great have all the math you want for those of us who sucked at math and wanted to cry about it every single day not a big deal because what we ended up doing after I opened algebra 2 and cried about it every single day until my mom went we're done you're doing consumer math. You're going to learn how to take out a loan, finance things. You're going to learn how to figure interest rates and balance a checkbook, which is non-existent anymore. But do I know how to do it? Absolutely. <laughs> um, yes, ma'am. All the things that you're going to need to know math-wise for being an adult, mm-hmm. you can do that. 
which was fine with me, blew through it. No problem, because it was real life and it made sense. So the ability to notice your kid is not going to get past this and just kind of switch gears and help them get through it a different way mm-hmm. is is pretty much only available in homeschooling. You can't really do that yeah. in public school because everybody's on the same playing field. Yeah, something that I've mm-hmm. noticed from working with high school students now in public schools is they do have a consumer math option, but it's not required oh. depending on how strict your teacher your parent is Mm -hmm. you can kind of adjust to fit the kids needs yeah so in that case definitely was an advantage for us yeah i thought of another to be able to switch advantage actually just now speaking of kids who are really good at math so we had a couple kids growing up that were super 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 good at math and they blew through every math book their parent could find excelled at all of it their parents were like i don't know how to teach you this anymore and their kid was like i need to know more about math or science or whatever subject it was once you reach 16 where we used to live you could enroll in classes at the community college so i knew quite a few kids that because they excelled above the limit that you know they could they took college classes for math for science for you know whatever it was unlike the public school which i know that they're changing that the public school system to where they're like oh i see that you're going really good with this would you like to earn some college credits while you're still here that was not an option Mm -hmm. when we were in school and the public school was happening in the background but homeschooling allows you to excel faster in a specific area of growth than most public schools would allow you to They like to keep you kind of at the same level as everyone else going all the way up. If you have a 14-year-old that's really good at math and you want to put them through bigger, better things, you're allowed to do that. That's definitely a good thing that happened. I think so because I think a lot of kids in public school who are really smart too get bored because they're not being allowed to move up and excel because they have to stay in the same spot as everybody else. I think the only thing in public schools that's trying to help kids that are excelling is gifted classes or gifted programs, which kind of keeps everybody in the gift class on the same level anyways, but it gives them like a little bit harder than what their current grade is doing. Okay. I've taught in several different AP classes for various subjects, and really it's just here's the level of what the regular kids are learning in their grade and then go up a few steps and that's what the AP kids are using. It's just like a little bit more complicated, a little bit more work, but that's kind of the only option available for public schools, at least where I work. So that's one of the benefits that we remember being homeschooled is if you were past the hardest level, you could just do a next hardest level. Yeah. They actually had available. You didn't have to wait for anybody either. Yeah. (laughs) You could just like, yeah, I'm done. Let's go. Okay, so this is busting one of the stereotypes about homeschoolers that they don't know anything because they don't learn anything. You might find a homeschooler that's really low in a certain subject, but ask them about a different subject Mm. and they will be at like a college level. (laughs) Literally, college level math, college level reading. Right. A specific area of interest that they have. Homeschool kids also have this really, I don't know if innate is the right word, but ability to Mm -hmm. research anything that they're interested in to a master's level. If we're interested in it, we are going to find every piece of information on it and learn it. At that time, we didn't have phones, but we had library cards and encyclopedias. True. (laughs) And I read all of our Britannicas. (laughs) Do you have any concerns or like 
want to talk about some of the disadvantages we remember from homeschooling. Ways that maybe held us back in certain areas of life or something. I mean, I would say that one of the disadvantages is that it did kind of make us a little bit awkward, but not really. It, right. It, it, so I think it depended on the people that? and it depended on the family. Like, you could have okay. called me socially awkward, but the truth was, I just hated people. Okay, so one thing that... Now that I'm a teacher and I teach public school, um, one thing that I noticed I didn't really have access to as a homeschooler was extracurricular activities that allow kids to create friend groups and socialize. Mm -hmm. We did have those, but we're going to talk about they looked very different than what kids nowadays have. Yes. One of the notes when we were getting ready to record this episode about disadvantages is homeschool sports. Lol. Lol. Because <laughs> maybe it was just my experience with homeschool sports. I just want to put in there, I never played a sport my entire life. In public school or in the homeschool arena. I played piano. Did I run? Did I play baseball? Did I do basketball? Absolutely not. <laughs> One of the disadvantages that we might recognize from being homeschooled is, yeah, the inability to learn how to socially interact with people. So, like, one of the stereotypes for homeschoolers is that they're very socially awkward to a certain extent. Mm -hmm. And as you said, depending on the family, absolutely true. I've met some homeschool kids that were just painfully awkward and you can't talk to them because they don't know how to talk to other humans <laughs> painfully awkward but then you also had those different families and kids that could have at 10 11 12 years old could have a full-blown authentic intelligent conversation with somebody 30 years older than them kind of that weird range of awkwardness and not awkward right when we were being homeschooled and also in relation to being in the cult it was perfectly acceptable for you to play sports there were different options for that of course they were all christian based sports why does the sport need to be christian based i have no idea but then we also had the option like most middle school and high schoolers do of doing music most of us had probably already done music before we even hit middle school and high school. I was doing choir and piano, I think, before I even um, was homeschooled or had some sort of introduction to it. But I, I kind of feel like if you had a choice of playing sports as a child or playing an instrument and learning that or taking choir or whatever – um, the musical option was going to be unspokenly more preferred than playing a sport because it was going to be more useful growing up for the girls, really, though. If you're a guy, whatever. You want to play an instrument? You don't have to. Play sport. But I feel like specifically for the girls, it was more socially acceptable for you to play an instrument because it was going to be useful later growing up when you got married or whatever? Uh, definitely, I would recognize that when we were younger, we were given the option for either sports or music as our main extracurricular activities. Maybe we would try out sports a little bit, but I feel like musical activities and skills were encouraged more, like you said, depending mm -hmm. on the family again. But like music was more encouraged. And I remember... 
specifically, I remember that it was more encouraged because musical talent is more scripturally acceptable somehow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know that I was ever given a reason, but we would learn a lot of things in scripture about how music is pleasing to the Lord and the types of music that are pleasing to the Lord. And like, if you have musical talent, you use it to praise God and whatnot. Yeah. Versus if you played sports, oh, you're a fast runner. Good for you. God doesn't really care. Right. He gave you a talent. Yeah. (laughs) So I just remember like nothing too intense necessarily, but definitely more encouraged to play musical instrument i took music lessons when i was kid longer than i did any sports but that was kind of the nice thing though about being homeschooled is you got to choose do you want to play an instrument or do you want to do a sport or do you want to do both and if you wanted to play an instrument do you want to play more than one instrument maybe your parents Mm -hmm. found out it in fourth grade that you were very musically inclined. So that's kind of where that direction took you instead of in a public high school, you get to play one instrument. Normally that's it. Unless you take outside private lessons, you're not going to be able to play more than one Mm -hmm. instrument and that's it. That's all you get. That was kind of the nice thing about that. You definitely got to see, okay, where's my child excelling? Where would be probably the best option for them to follow this path? Music, Mm -hmm. sports, does it not really matter? They kind of, pretty good at both (laughs) that they not want to do either this was me as a child i am absolutely not an athlete i've never been an athlete Mm -hmm. but also i have almost zero talent for musical instruments i am a writer yeah um so my extracurricular activities would be like i'm gonna go write 500 short stories i'm gonna go Mm -hmm. get poetry published in the local homeschool journal like that was my extracurricular activity of choice which is perfectly fine it's the ability to follow your strengths and interests instead of having to learn the exact same cookie cutter model that everyone in a public school is and i think that's probably one of the reasons probably some of her parents looked at that because they're like i don't see any benefits from this in a public school and Mm -hmm. our parents had the time the money the ability to be a stay-at-home mom and do this and the desire because some parents just don't have the desire which is nothing against them it's just who's called to do this who wants to do it and who can i feel like that's where a lot of our parents had um a draw to homeschooling is that they could differentiate what their children were learning and be able to provide them with a more tasteful variety of subjects and information compared to what the public school was able able to offer. I know a lot of parents, though, were also leaning more towards homeschooling at that point because their children were not having a good experience in public school. That's actually a perfect segue into talking about why maybe one of the reasons that our parents decided to homeschool us Mm -hmm. and if it was at all tied to religion in some way yours probably was i don't know if they ever told us specifically i know that my parents definitely always wanted to do homeschooling over public schooling my mom wanted Mm -hmm. to take that on my mom has a lot of kids it's a lot of work to homeschool everybody growing up in a big homeschool family At a certain age, I became one of the teachers in the homeschooling. I would be the one that taught my younger siblings to read or do basic math or whatever. But yes, one of the main reasons 
that my family was homeschooled was related to religion. Definitely say this because religious teaching and biblical stuff was involved in our regular daily routine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Regardless of what class we were in, there was probably something biblically based in it, especially if it was any science or social studies class. It was built around the Bible and Christianity. Right. I think a lot of our stuff at that point was too because of the era that we were in. <laughs> mine, I, I guess mine was half and half. It was half religion, half okay. my mom's like, I don't like any of the shit that's happening in public school. My kids aren't being treated right. My teachers hated me. Okay, but do you remember any specific homeschooling classes you took from your mom and biblical information coming from them where they normally wouldn't be biblically taught? No. In our homeschool curriculum, which this is something that I actually loved that we did growing up as a Christian kid. Every day we had a routine for like, like sometimes in language arts, you'll have like your word of the day or whatever. In our class... We would have the verse of the day. So like to practice reading and writing, it would be a Bible verse. So this was back in the early days of the cult joining that before we were super like involved with it. I would have mm-hmm. called us a pretty normal, typical homeschooling family because it was just me and my brother. We didn't have 10 mm-hmm. kids like the family up the street. So we had some workbooks like very early on in the beginning that we do. We didn't have verses of the day. We didn't have, we're going to read this Bible story and then we're going to talk about it and dissect it and find all the parts. I would say the only specific thing that of religion that I can remember being tied into our homeschool curriculum was at the end of the day before we would go to bed we had this gigantic book that had bible lessons it would be a bible lesson that was based on a wild animal and what lesson can we learn about god based on this wild animal the moose the badger the raccoon it was kind of actually kind of interesting like tie into all that so we got like our wildlife shit in there too along with like our daily daily devotional that was based on a wild animal my family being the very outdoorsy prepper hunting family that we were this totally lined up with everything that we did on a yearly basis anyways so (laughs) see there you go benefit of homeschooling your curriculum you're learning things and it also interacts and connects with your daily lifestyle definitely I think it was a good thing, but also maybe it, to people that are not Christian homeschoolers, the amount of um, biblical information and scriptural commentary in every subject that I was taught is going to look really weird for people that are not Christian homeschoolers. If it was a history class, we literally would do the history of the Bible up until we got to when the U.S. was created, and then we started to do U.S. history, how that involved Christianity. If it was geology, we had a textbook because I was really into science when I was a kid because I was a really big nerd about like rocks and stuff. We had a geology book that was specifically based on like the biblical record oh here's something interesting we could mention the way that in homeschooling science 
is versus the Bible? Yes, 100%. It's either the you believe the Bible or you believe science. And if you believe the Bible, you're right. And if you believe if you believe anything in regards to science, Satan's got a hold on you. You're going to hell. That's the wrong one. Which is crazy to me that this was a perspective I remember growing up with. Mm -hmm. We would have to learn science from specific biblical scientists. Like Ken Ham. It was specifically creation scientists. Because any other scientists would be considered secular and worldly. See our episode on Christianese where we talk about what these terms mean. And these were people that even if they, scientists that even if they weren't even talking about evolution or how the world has changed since blah, blah, blah was here, if it was not a creationist specifically, you could not listen to anything that they said. Yeah, it was they like were really going to lead you down the wrong path. As I was becoming an adult and I went to a secular college, I discovered that science exists and god exists mm -hmm. and like they're not opposed mm -hmm. and i had a blast in college learning actual like science classes in my mind of course it was connected to wow god is super cool look what he created mm -hmm. but like that wasn't the focus of the science class it was just the science of whatever we were studying yeah can i share a fun memory real quick because you talked about rocks <laughs> go for it Oh, no. I remember um, Hannah and I were going on one of our yearly trips down to California to do one of our, like, outreach mission trips or whatever that we did every single year. And I think it was probably, like, one of the first years that my family went on them since joining the cult. And dear sweet little Hannah, she came up to me and I guess all of her other friends said no. <laughs> She's like, do you want to come look at rocks with me? And I was like, Absolutely. <laughs> So we went over in a drainage <laughs> ditch and looked for rocks. Some of them rock collecting with me. It was a great it time. Was so much fun. I'm probably like the only 12 year old <laughs> that went to the yearly rock festival in <sighs> Podunk towns that we lived in. And I was probably the only child that was like toting around a Tupperware with little taped rocks and labels, going to different vendors, being like, do you have a agate of this color? Do you have a... Hannah's like, like, look at this geode. Something. <laughs> it was amazing. Yeah, one of my favorite times, memories though. of uh, rock hunting with Hannah. The general population thinks homeschoolers just stay home all day and don't do anything and they learn only from their moms. Little do you know, <laughs> these things called co-ops exist. And a co-op is where a bunch of homeschool families get together. Every single age range from preschool, well, actually not preschool, literally from newborn baby to high schoolers. Different parents, or mostly moms, volunteer their expertise in teaching a class for a certain age range of kids. So I know for some of the ones that I went to, there would be upwards of like 100 kids at a co-op that we'd have twice a month, once a month. It varied from co-op to co-op. And you would go sit in these classes and have homework with a bunch of kids your age learning from a mom who volunteered to teach this subject. Um, the cool thing was a lot of these moms, at least in the co-ops that I was involved in, had educational degrees prior to having kids. 
um, or even taught in a public school setting when their kids were really young before they decided they wanted to quit it all and just be a stay-at-home homeschool mom. So it wasn't just all these moms who have just been sitting at home twiddling their thumbs and crocheting. They actually had the educational background to be able to present these subjects with some, you know, tact and intelligence. A co-op could be, it could be anything from a bunch of classes all day to I go with my family and we do one class and then we go home. It definitely varies co-op to co-op. We don't all just stay home in our closets and read our textbooks, for sure. We actually go out and interact with other kids and... (laughs) families and parents and learn from other people (laughs) i think co-op classes is where most of us made friends and had Mm -hmm. our socialization times yeah the only other thing i had to say about co-ops was that co-op classes weren't just for academic subjects like of course Mm -hmm. we would do math together or science together or english classes together in co-ops But we would also do hobby classes, lifestyle classes, maybe. For example, if you see our episode number six, Christian Mm -hmm. Fundamentalism, we talk about one of the co-ops that we attended called Keepers of the Home, Contenders of the Faith. There's a guy's version and a girl's version. So most of the time in co-op classes, kids of all genders would just be in their age range. In that class. But specifically, the keepers and contenders classes would be separated guys and girls. Yes. Because they were learning specific skills that were hypothetically going to make them successful in the field that we were being raised to stay in. Mm-hmm. If you're a girl, that means you're going to become an amazing wife and mother. If you're a guy, that means you're going to become an amazing godly leader of your household and husband homeschooling didn't necessarily mean that every single thing that you were taught for your schooling was going to be religiously based or geared towards what their desired outcome for your life was going to be girls did do chemistry Mm -hmm. i knew a lot of homeschool girls that did chemistry or shop class a lot of us were cpr certified by the time we were like 13 14 because That was a class that was offered Mm -hmm. in one of our co-ops. I mean, it, again, depended on what kind of co-ops you were in. I was part of some different co-ops that Hana was not a part of early on. Yeah, we were in different circles for a while. Yeah, for a while. Some of the stuff that I was a part of was a little bit different and not as pushy religion, I guess. Like, not all of our classes were based in religion. Mm -hmm. It was christian family co-op so we'd get together everybody for lunch and we'd do a giant prayer before we ate but not like our art class wasn't biblically based how are you gonna tie picasso and jesus together i don't know but that was not what was happening yeah it was our experiences with co-ops i think were a little bit different (laughs) yeah and i don't know if you would consider this a co-op or not but one of the co-ops that i was a part of that I know Hana was not, was 4-H. So there's two different kinds. You have, what is it, livestock or husbandry, which is all things animals, farm animals, pets, stuff like that. And then you had what was called hearth. And hearth (laughs) was all of the like home activities. But it could be home activities ranging from I can start a fire outside and make myself a lean-to to to survive the weekend in and make hot dogs and not die of starvation 
or sewing. Okay, so 4-H is a program that is not specifically just for homeschool kids. It's kind of a co-op no. program, but yeah. I'm pretty sure anybody is, can be in 4-H. I've met a lot of kids that went through 4-H yes. programs. Yep, anybody could do it, but we had our own little group. And you can start a club. Like all of the kids in our club were homeschool kids. Co-ops are a great way to get your kids involved in different things and learn from people who aren't mom and make friends <laughs> and socialize. If yes. you're a homeschool kid, see if you can become part of a co-op because they're super helpful sometimes, especially if your mom doesn't know how to teach you that specific subject. You just try to co-op. super fun. <laughs> what were we taught about non-homeschooler kids? I remember specific things from being part of our Christian fundamentalist community, things that we were taught about kids that were public schooled and people that preferred a secular education. Being homeschooled most of my life and then becoming part of this cult, we got like over and over again told that homeschooled kids are better than public schooled kids. They have more knowledge about things. They don't have to be on the same playing field as every other kid in their class. Mm -hmm. um, this goes right along with what we've talked about before from this youth group that we were in, that because you're a Christian, you're better than everyone. So we were taught that kids in public schools almost always are not Christian. So mm -hmm. they're not as good as you. We were told that public school kids are always super terrible behavior. Like you're not allowed to be friends with public schooled kids because they might corrupt your good morals. We were taught that public school kids had terrible manners. None of them knew how to become well-managed adults by the time they left school, which, I mean, look at all the homeschoolers. We were so socially awkward sometimes. I don't know how we functioned as adults <laughs> even. But anyways. <laughs> so we were told that public school kids were kind of just like the worst. Don't interact with them. Don't play with them. Don't really talk to them. But if you do, make sure that your end goal is to turn them to Jesus and mm -hmm. convert them to Christianity. I feel like this was especially true when kids from our youth group decided to go to secular colleges. Most mm -hmm. of them, I guess it would be per the peer pressure, chose to go to Bible schools, biblical colleges, and community colleges and universities. But if anybody went to a public school like a secular college, they were heavily encouraged to stay strong in their Christian faith, which is a good thing, but also like very aggressively try to convert everyone around them to Christianity. Mm -hmm. If Christians are on a pedestal from this group, then we think that everyone that's not a Christian is below us and needs us to pull them up and to save their soul, but also save their lifestyle and their personality and fix them. That's what I remember being taught in the youth group. I don't remember <laughs> specifically anything being said or kind of those silent rules or whatever right. or messages that kind of just got around about public schoolers. I know that the group as a whole and the homeschooler section of it definitely kind of looked at the kids who were in it in public school as kind of a couple rungs down from them. You know, they were Christians, but they went to public school and that's kind of, you know. Yeah. Are you sure that's what God wants you to do kind of thing, I guess? Or your parents don't love you as much? I don't know. I don't remember hearing as much about that, I guess, or being told anything because I had already previously been in public school for five, exactly. six years. And I feel like I kind of had the best of both worlds. 
being in public school mm-hmm. for as long as I was and then getting out and being homeschooled too. Cause, and nothing was specifically said to me about, oh, you're in public school. That's weird. But I didn't really spread that information around either, I suppose. Do you have any memories of how we were told the difference between going to a Bible college versus a secular college? I remember there being a lot of hoopla and big debate over a couple older kids who had chosen to go to a secular college and not a Bible college. Unless you were a boy in um, this group and you were a leadership kid and then you could do no wrong and you can go to whatever fucking college you wanted. (laughs) But if you were a girl, you weren't allowed to go to college unless you begged your dad and you were only allowed to go to that one Bible college in town and take a few classes and then you had to come home and pray. I do remember kids that went to the local Bible community college or kids that went away to Bible colleges when they came back, they were like superstars. Like, oh, you're so knowledgeable in the ways of God now. Great for you. Versus kids that had gone to a secular community college or secular colleges mm-hmm. were kind of just kept on the outskirts a little bit. Unless, like you said, they were a leadership kid. And it definitely Like if you went to a secular fewer. college, people were like, oh, you might have lost your salvation. Are mm-hmm. you still following God? As if... I don't even know as if, like, as if your academic career affects your spirituality. I don't know. There was a couple legitimate concerns that parents had. But like we talked about in the Christian Fundamentalist episode, most of those concerns were like this crazy, we're the only right answer. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Everyone else is leading us astray and everyone's after our children and whatnot. Okay, here's what I want to say about the college's situation and these parents just losing their ever-loving minds of their adult children choosing what college to go to for their life choices. Why do they care so much? Do they think they're going to control them the rest of their lives? (laughs) Is that a question or a statement? It's more a statement, I guess. Based on our experiences in the homeschooling and public schooling spheres growing up when you were a kid versus now that we're both actually adults in a public school education. Yeah. um, Why or why not would you lean more towards homeschooling your own kids versus letting them go to public school? I have worked now both in the public school setting and in a private preschool and daycare. Okay, that's my okay. background on this. With the things that I have seen, the way things are run, I don't feel that for my children, when my husband and I have kids, we've decided that public school is not the direction we want to go. I see the benefit for it for some people, and that is wonderful for them. I see no benefit for it for us or for our kids just because I see no reason for kids to sit in a building for eight hours a day. We're definitely leaning more towards homeschooling just because we're going to be able to individually fit it for our family's needs, what we want to do, the things we want to be able to teach them um, and be able to have more time with them growing up. And you know, if they get older and and we decide that putting them into public school is what we want to do or an option we want to consider, sure, I've seen lots of families do that. Based on my experience being in public school and being homeschooled, I benefited a lot more from being homeschooled than any of the time that I had in public school. It wasn't a great experience. 
it was all right. It wasn't great mm. though. I didn't get to do a lot of the stuff that I felt like I wanted to do or could have done had I already been homeschooled. I, I see the pros and cons of both, but we're definitely leaning more towards homeschooling. And also it's not something I haven't already done before. So I already know what I'm doing. What's your view? Okay, so my view, as someone who has worked in the public school system for several years now, I work with elementary school, middle school, and high school, and I've worked with some community college kids. I mean, I attended a secular university to get my degree. I would probably want to do a hybrid program. Mm -hmm. Definitely keep my kids at home to homeschool them for a few years because as someone that works in elementary schools, I see so many kids not getting their needs met. Mm -hmm. <laughs> They're just not becoming successful <laughs> in higher upgrades. So I would probably definitely at least start out homeschooling kids. Once they get into high school and they get past uh, third grade math, I can't really help them. Uh, <laughs> so anything higher than that, I'm probably going to need to like enroll them in some public mm -hmm. school classes. <laughs> yeah. But also just for the socializing aspect, if I'm raising my kids in a Christian household, then their foundations should be set. So then I yeah. will just trust that when they go to a public school setting, they'll be able to see the difference between this is how we should be as godly people and this is things that we don't want to participate in because mm -hmm. it's not okay for us. Yeah. I yeah. would just Morals have to trust Morals and values kids. start <laughs> yeah. at home. <laughs> I don't yeah. care if you're religious or non-religious. Morals and values in teaching your kids manners and how they should act in public starts at home. It's incredible as a teacher going into schools where kids don't know how to behave just in general and the schools are expected to teach them the morals and values. Right. Do you feel that being homeschooled made it harder to transition to the college environment, atmosphere, the rigid schedules, stuff like that. What was your experience? Okay, so every family's homeschooling schedule is going to look different. I had a parent that was actually really good about keeping us on a regular schedule. Mm -hmm. And the co-op classes that I were involved in were a little bit higher level than what grade I was at. So right. by the time I got to college, I actually felt really ready to be in college. Yeah. And I knew life skills as well because I had time since I was at home more than public school kids. I had life skills that a lot of the other kids coming from public schools didn't know how mm -hmm. to handle things. Right. <laughs> so actually being homeschooled really improved my ability to succeed in college. But I'm also someone who is naturally academically minded and skilled. Mm -hmm. So it just felt like I'm just doing normal workload, but maybe extra classes throughout the day by the time I got to college. Yeah, what do you feel like? I feel like I was almost set up and prepared better than a lot of the kids who had just graduated high school and are going into public school. But I remember a lot of the public school kids that I went to college with in like my first year saying, oh, my teacher said it's going to be really hard and they're going to be really strict and they have, you know, high demands and everything. That is not true at all. Most of my teachers were so fucking laid back. They were like, 
oh, you forgot that assignment? It didn't upload on Blackboard? That's fine. Bring me a paper copy. You'll get full credit. I don't care. I was tired this morning and couldn't find jeans, so I showed up in pajama bottoms. Or I don't feel like teaching today. We're watching a movie that's relevant to whatever the hell we're learning. They were so laid back. So I don't understand that whole idea of it. But again, like you said, at the same time, I feel like because of the skills that I was able to foster because I was homeschooled Mm -hmm. to bring into college, I was a lot more prepared than a lot of the kids who were there. I was responsible for everything already in regards to everything in my education. It wasn't a rubric. It wasn't... Mm -hmm. The whole school needs to be on this level. It was just me. And am I making it or am I not? What are my academic goals? Mm -hmm. I was already academically minded and had anxiety about that anyways. So I had to get perfect grades regardless. So I feel like I was better set up. I have met quite a few homeschool kids that went into college that were absolutely not prepared because their homeschooling experience did not have a strict routine, did not have them actually academically focused. It They were literally just homeschooled because they <laughs> didn't want to do work a lot of the time. So mm-hmm. when they got to college, they were not successful because they didn't know how to manage their time or what was expected of them mm-hmm. assignment-wise. So I have seen that happen before, but I've also seen that happen with public school kids. Even though they have a strict schedule and they have assignments, by the time they get to college, they just don't care anymore. Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like that might be a personality thing of whether or not you can become successful or not. (laughs) Yeah, probably does end up to be a personality thing, I would say, because like for us, (laughs) we're very much grades matter. (laughs) And... Mm -hmm. I know for my brother, grades can kick to the curb. <laughs> it does not matter yeah. at all. So <laughs> definitely a personality thing. But again, I mean, look at the difference. Right. I went to college. My brother did not go to college because he's not ev- academically minded. He decided to join the military. Any last thoughts you have for our homeschooling and public schooling commentary? <laughs> Do what's best for you and your family. Truly. Don't let anybody Take care of yourself. sway you otherwise. I would say breast is best, but that has to do with breastfeeding and milk supply. So I feel that that still works. So. Other words okay. in Greek and Hebrew, but not that one. In Greek and Hebrew.